Hey, it's so great to be back here at Northside. And uh, so I, I don't feel like a stranger at all, not even a guest. I feel like I'm at my home away from home. And uh, this is my third time here. So the next time I'm here, I'm going to wear a flannel shirt. So you'll really know I'm at home like somebody else. Okay, so uh, great to be here with you. And I'm going to jump right into this message uh, here. Uh, you've been in a message setting the table hungry and humble, and our focus is going to be on how we set the table for others with compassion and kindness. What, what's a way that we can live that out? So I'm going to go to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23, beginning with verse 32. This is the scene of the crucifixion of Jesus, and, and it's, it makes sense that we would go here since we are heading to Resurrection Weekend. So we're going to go to Luke chapter 23, beginning with verse 32. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he's God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus... Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. From this text, I want to speak to you on the title, Dealing with Pain, God's Way. Dealing with Pain, God's Way. God, I pray that this would be your message, that ultimately you would be speaking, and I would just be the vessel, the vehicle that you've decided to use to say what you want to say to these, your beloved children, my sisters and brothers. God, I desire to be obedient to your word. So please let it be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Dealing with pain God's way. You know, we don't deal with pain too well. Well, well at least I don't. I mean, I can't speak for you, but I know for me, my whole life, I have not dealt with pain well. Even when the pain was brought on by my own doing, I still don't like pain. I mean, as a little kid, when my mom and dad would take me to the doctor's office, if I found out that I was getting a shot at that particular doctor's appointment, oh, I would start running. My mom or dad would have to grab me. They would have to hold me down because I didn't want a shot. I do not like 
pain, even though I've had some painful moments in my life. I tore some ligaments playing soccer. I fractured my foot playing basketball. Uh, you know, in, in recent years, I had this idea. I was preaching a sermon at church, on, and it was called Jump. And uh, at the end, I was, I was getting into it. I was like, jump into God's love. Jump into God's grace. Jump into God's peace. Jump into God's strength. And I had this idea. You know what I should do to end this sermon? I should run and jump off the platform and just jump down there in the sanctuary and say, hey, give me a high five if you feel like jumping. So I, 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 I jumped off. And when I was in the air, I said, you know, I don't think this is the best idea I ever came up with during a sermon. And then I, I hit the ground and I fractured my foot again. <laughs> so, so that was my own doing, but I still hated the pain. And I, I, don't, I don't know, I mean, th those of you that are married wives, you don't have to admit this. You know, some, some guys, we, we act all tough and strong, but we are a baby when we get in pain, don't we? Like when some men, I mean, not your husband, I'm talking about somebody else's. Um, I just, I, just, I just hate pain. I don't like dealing with pain. I don't like injuries. I don't like going through pain. I don't like conflict in relationships. Just don't like dealing with pain. Um, now, some people, it's a small group, seem to like pain, seem to entertain pain. I don't know if you remember the Rocky movies. So out of all the Rocky movies, Rocky III, I don't know why that sticks out to me. Rocky III, when Rocky Balboa is the heavyweight champion of the world now, and he's gonna fight Clubber Lang, played by Mr. T. And so they go to Clubber Lang before the fight, and they're interviewing him, and one of the reporters says, what's your prediction for the fight? And he looks in the camera and he says, pain. Like he liked it. Like he was looking forward to it. I, I just, I'm just not anti, I'm, I'm, that's not me. I, I had a friend growing up named Charles. He seemed to like pain. One, one day after football practice, my friend Mike got mad at Charles because he, the way he hit him during football practice. And so um, at, we're walking home from football practice and Mike decides he's gonna fight Charles. This is not a good idea for a couple of reasons, one being how big Charles was. And, but Mike is so mad, so he hits Charles as hard as he can. This is not a great idea. And, and Charles takes the hit like this. <laughs> I'm looking at Mike like, this is the part where you run. Some people, for some reason, seem to enjoy pain, but not, not me. I don't, I don't know where you are when it comes to pain. You like it, you don't like it, you navigate it well, you don't navigate it well. And I do know this, it has been a painful 12 months. For some, it's been physical pain. For some, it's been emotional pain. For some, it's been mental pain. I mean, those thoughts, you're, those things you're carrying around in your head that you can't sleep through the night. Or maybe it's been a combo pack of pain that you've had to deal with. But I want you to know this. Christ shows us the way for dealing with pain. I wish I could say that there is this opportunity right now in this earthly realm to have a pain-free existence. I wish I could say, here's three points in this sermon where you will never experience pain ever again on any level. I can't do that. What, what, what I can do is, is I can say that, that Christ 
gives us a framework of how to live in a world full of pain. So that's what I want to talk to you about briefly. I want to give you a few points on dealing with pain God's way. God does not promise us a pain-free existence, at least not right now. Now, one day Jesus will return and the enemy, ultimately Satan, will be defeated and we will live in a new heaven and a new earth and we will have pain-free existence for eternity. There will be no disease. There will be no brokenness. There will be no pain in your heart, no pain in your body, no pain in your head. But until such time, we have to figure out how to navigate pain in such a way that we mature, we grow, we get stronger, we move forward in our purpose in the midst of it. So let's go back to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23, dealing with pain God's way. Verses 32 and 33 say this, two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Dealing with pain God's way, one, stop avoiding or denying pain. Stop avoiding or denying pain. Now, I want to be clear in this point. I am not telling you to go look for pain. I'm not telling you, uh, when I say that don't avoid, don't deny pain, I'm not saying that like you need to go hunting for pain, that you need to like become Facebook friends with pain, that you need to text pain, that you need to call pain up and say, what you doing? That you need to go on the pain dating app and see if you're compatible with pain tonight? No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that if you're experiencing pain, if you're going through a painful circumstance, the, dealing with pain God's way is not about pretending the pain isn't there. Acting like you can handle it all by yourself. Somebody asks you, are you all right? I'm all right. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. When you know you're not. Stop avoiding or denying pain. Christ didn't deny his pain. Christ right now is in a painful, painful moment. He was arrested. Arrested for claiming to be the Messiah, the Savior, the Son of God. He's broken no laws. No reason for him to be arrested, but for claiming to be the Savior, the Messiah, he is arrested and he is put in the center of the public square and he's beaten for all to see. He's beaten past bruises. He's beaten until his skin bursts open. He's beaten in a way, I don't understand how he endured that pain. I don't understand how he didn't die then. But they took him from there and they put him in jail. Later, they would put a crown of thorns on his head. He's already in great pain, and they take a crown of thorns and press it down into his head. I can't even deal with a headache. And they did that to Jesus. And then, for a little while, they put the cross that he would be crucified on, on him. 
And when he couldn't take it anymore, when he was in so much pain and fatigue that he couldn't carry the cross anymore, they put it on the back of someone else. And then they took Jesus and they laid him on that cross already in excruciating pain. And they put nails in his hands and nails in his feet and they hang him up. The pain he was in. But he didn't respond by going, I'm all right. I'm God. I don't even need to be up here. Watch this. Ha ha. He lived in the pain for our benefit that we might be saved. I am not calling you into pain. I'm saying find your calling in the pain. Because pain, pain can be a warning. Pain could be telling us something. Actually, as much as I don't like pain, it's not a good thing if you can't feel pain. The great NFL football coach, Tony Dungy, who now goes around and he shares the gospel and he, he speaks into people's lives. I mean, he's just a great, I mean, global speaker, period. He tells this story about one of his children that, that has this condition where he can't feel pain. And, and, and when D Tony Dungy is telling this story, he's he saying, now some of you might think that's a great thing. You'd say, oh, that would be awesome if I never felt pain in my life. That would be so cool. He said, but that's not a good thing for our son. He could fall and break a bone, and he wouldn't know it. He, he could have his hand in fire. See, see, pain is placed there in some cases as a warning to let us know that, hey, something's going on here. Something's not right here. There's something that needs to be addressed here. So if we deny pain, we are, are losing the opportunity to, to respond to the warning sign that pain has given us. What if pain is an opportunity to repent? What, uh, to repent of our sins, to give our life to Christ, to say I'm in pain because I've been trying to do this life on my own and I need God. I need the Son of God who died and rose for me, who experienced pain so I could be redeemed, be set free, be empowered, experience new life. But you know, repentance is not just a word that is used to describe a response in the midst of sin. The word metanoia in the Greek is really, this word metanoia is really pointing to the need to change, the need to turn, the need to rethink things. So could it be that even if, if, if you're already a Christian, but here's an opportunity in the midst of pain to go, you know what? I can't do that, that stuff I used to do. I can't do that. It causes me pain now. Remember that stuff you could do and it was just no problem. Now you do it and you go, oh my Lord, what is that? Sweet Jesus, I can't even walk. I mean, what, what is that? So pain is an opportunity to say, I can't do that like that anymore. I need to think differently. I need to live differently. I need to take a different approach. What if, what if the pain is there for reflection, to get you to slow down and to reflect on your life? Don't try to just gut it through, push it through. It's no big deal. No, maybe you actually need to stop and reflect 
on this pain. Pain is an opportunity to repair. Sometimes we have to slow down long enough for something to heal, for something to be repaired in our lives. Stop avoiding or denying pain, dealing with pain God's way. Here's point two. See the pain of others. See the pain of others. Luke 23, verse 34. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said he saved others. Let him save himself, if he's God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. Huh. See the pain of others. So here's Jesus in pain. And he looks at those around him. And he sees their pain. Now, wait a minute. You might say, see their pain? These people are mocking him. These people are rebelling against God's will. These people are gambling for his clothes. One of the other criminals is hurling insults at him. How are these people in pain? No, these are sinful, rebellious, corrupt, prideful, arrogant people. But could it be that sinful, prideful, corrupt, arrogant, rebellious, sinful people are people in pain? In some cases, behaving, making decisions, doing sinful things from a place of pain. Jesus looks at these people that are talking about him, sneering at him, gambling for his clothes, yelling at him, and he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Another way of saying this could be, Father, they're in so much pain. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They're allowing their pain and their brokenness and their sin to keep them from seeing what it is they're really doing. Now that... What Jesus is doing right there, I, I wish I could say I did that consistently in my own life. I wish I could say to you, when people talk about me, when people lie on me, when people do me wrong, when people misrepresent me, when people portray themselves as my enemy, I say, oh, Father, forgive them. When they're talking about me and lying on me, being my enemy, treating me less than human, being so mean to me, they don't know what they're doing. I wish I could say, I'm saying stuff, but it's not a prayer. I mean, I know y'all, y'all saved and righteous and holy, so y'all just, somebody do you wrong and you, you say, oh, it's all right. God forgive them. You know, my husband, what he said, my wife, what she said, my kids, what she said, what my neighbor said, what the person said to me at work, what the person said to me. Oh, Father, forgive me. It's all right. You, hey, I know you in pain. You just say some stuff in your mind. That's, that's what I do. I mean, I'm not supposed to. I'm a Christian, but I'm just saying. It's hard to do what Jesus is doing here, isn't it? But, but that's, that's a godly response to a painful world. 
Sisters and brothers, I'm asking you to see the pain of your family members. See the pain of your friends. See the pain of your neighbors. See the pain of your enemies. Now, I'm not asking you to, 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 to give in to abuse. I, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm not saying to stay in a situation where you're being abused, where you're being done wrong, that, to stay in a corrupt situation. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, that for your own freedom, for your own strength, for your own maturity, that you're able to see the pain of other people in such a way that it directs you to prayer with God. It even directs you to pray on their behalf, to pray that they would be transformed that God would forgive them, that they would be redeemed, that they would see the error of their ways, that they would turn around, that you wouldn't just live in bitterness or sustained anger. Jesus was able to see the physical, emotional, and mental pain of the crowd around him, even those that were shouting for his crucifixion, dealing with pain God's way. Stop avoiding or denying pain. See the pain of others. Three, stand in the pain of others. Verse 40, standing in the pain of others. But the other criminal rebuked that other criminal. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Stand in the pain of others. Christ, while in pain, hangs in between two others in pain. This is a very important thing to understand here. This is an example of a theological word term, the incarnation. The incarnation, uh, what this means is God with us. This is a way to describe Christ being truly human and truly God. That the incarnation, that God, the creator of the universe, the all-powerful, all-good, almighty God, comes into our world in human form and dwells among us. God incarnate, God among us, God with us. And, and it's not that, that God came in the form of a human being, but it's the way in which he lived life as a human being. That Jesus got up close with people in pain. Jesus cut the distance between God and sinful humanity, between the kingdom of God and a world full of pain. And so Jesus, as he walked the earth, he sat with, he stood with, he interacted with those in pain, diseased people, outcast people, people with, with evil spirits on the inside of them, causing them pain, people in emotional pain, physical pain, mental pain. Jesus hung with them. Jesus connected with people causing pain. 
He stood in the pain of others. He stood in the pain of others. This is good news, sisters and brothers, because God desires, God is present with you, with me, no matter what we go through. You are not in pain alone. If you are experiencing pain, what the enemy wants to do, what Satan wants to do is convince you that you are all alone, that there's nobody there for you, there's nobody that understands you, there's nobody that cares, there's nobody that can handle this, and you, you isolate yourself and you feel like, I've got to deal with this by myself because there's nobody else. I can't trust anybody, I can't talk to anybody, I don't want anybody to know about this, it's just me. But you are not alone. The same God that came in the form of Jesus, the Son, the Messiah, and got close to people in pain, is present with you no matter what you're going through. You are not dealing with this alone. You are not dealing with the pain of a broken relationship, the pain of a parent not being there, the pain of unemployment, the pain of a financial situation, the pain, the physical pain, whatever the pain you're going through, you are not alone. You are not by yourself. The creator of the universe is mindful of you. God loves you. You are made in the image of God and you are not alone. You are not alone. But here's the thing, sisters and brothers. One of the ways for people to know that God is with them and they're not alone is when godly people are with them. We must be willing to not be drowned by our own pain and find the strength in God to stand in the pain of others. God could have looked at painful humanity and God could have said, you are getting what you deserve. You don't follow my commandments. You don't want relationship with me. You're being rebellious. So, so y'all just live in the pain. I know I just made God Southern because my dad's from Louisiana and my mom's from Alabama. So I just believe God and all the angels are Southern. So God would say, y'all just live in the pain. That's what you get. But God didn't do that. God didn't let us stay alone in our pain, even if we caused the pain ourselves. God dwells among us. We must be willing to sit, to stand with those in pain. And, and you know what? Don't worry about the fact that you don't have the answers. Sometimes we avoid standing with people, hanging out with people in pain because we don't know what to do. I don't know what to do about that. I don't know what to say. But there are folks in pain that they don't need you to say anything. They just need you to sit with them. They just need your presence. They just need your company. They just need you to FaceTime them, to text them, to call them, so that they know they are not alone. Dealing with pain God's way. Stop avoiding or denying pain. See the pain of others. Stand in the pain of others. And finally, Serve as God's answer to pain. Jesus was the answer to that criminal's pain when he said, I want to be in your kingdom, Jesus. Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. That means that that criminal hanging on the cross who deserved to be there, his life didn't end with that. 
affliction was not the end for him. Citizenship in the kingdom of God was for him. Being in eternity with Jesus was the next page of his existence. And Jesus calls you and I, you and I to serve as God's solution, God's answer to pain. In Matthew chapter 29, at its conclusion, verse 35 says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus is going from city to city, town to town, village to village, and he's seeing so many people in pain, and he has compassion for them. And then he looks at his followers, and he says, look, look at this harvest. So many people in pain. So many people making decisions out of pain. Lots of them. The problem is, where are the people, the workers, those that will go and live among, those that will touch, those that will play some role in bringing the good news of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ into the lives, the places where there's pain. And that's what we're called to do as followers of Christ, is be God's answer to a painful world. You can either choose to pass on pain or you can pass on purpose. You know, um, at Bayside Church, where, where I pastor uh, in, in California, one of our campuses is in Folsom Prison. And so um, I had a chance to go uh, to our, our campus at Folsom Prison uh, and preach for Easter uh, not too long ago, last year. And so, uh, well, I guess the year before, man, COVID got my timeline all messed up. There wasn't nobody going nowhere last Easter. But the, the Easter before, in 2019, I had a chance to preach the Easter service at Folsom Prison. And I met some, some inmates, some men who had given their life to Christ while they were in prison. But they did more than that. Some of these men were taking Bible classes some were taking classes in theology, and a few of them had received a certificate in Christian leadership. One of the guys says to me, he says, Pastor, I'm going to be here for a long time, and I deserve to be here for a long time. He said, but I decided if I'm going to be here for a long time, I might as well plant a church, and I might as well train up some leaders, and we're going to have a revival in this prison, and people are going to give their life to Christ, and the guards are going to give their life to Christ. I'm thinking the warden's going to get saved. So if I'm going to be here, I'm going to start a revival in this prison. You see, sisters and brothers, he could have lived in pain and bitterness, but instead of living in pain, he found his purpose. If he can do that, what about us? What about us? You can pass pain down to your kids and your grandkids, or you can pass purpose and blessings down to your kids and your grandkids. You, 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 can, you can extend the virus of pain. I know there's COVID 
But there's also a virus of pain. I mean, it feels like the last year or so, we, we've been spreading a lot of pain in this nation. And there's an opportunity for the people of God to rise up. That's why I'm so glad you have stuff like Serve Day here at this church in New Albany. Because you are God's answer to a painful world. Your generosity, your kindness, your compassion, your service, your willingness to give away your talent and your time and your treasure, no matter your age, no matter where you are in life, that is salt and light in this city. That is like, like lighting a kingdom fire in the state of Indiana and into Kentucky. So don't allow pain to suffocate you, to drown you when you can rise even in the midst of it in some mysterious way empowered by God to make a difference let me close with this this is really my clothes I mean I'm Baptist so I know we say you know I'm, I'm coming to my clothes and then 15 minutes later but I promise I promise that like this is it this this, this last part right here this, this this is like the part where Thanos gets killed in Avengers in like this is the part where that, like that part right, right, right here so, some of y'all superhero movie fans like me, you got that. You got that part. Okay, anyway. Um, a few years ago, I was in Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, I was with a group of pastors. We were retracing uh, critical moments in the civil rights movement. And uh, we went to Birmingham, Alabama. We went to Montgomery and Selma, Alabama. It was powerful, but it was painful. I mean, to stand in the church that was bombed and four little girls lost their life in Sunday school, painful. To stand in the park where people were bitten by dogs and hosed for protesting nonviolently, it's painful. To stand in Memphis, Tennessee, in the parking lot of the Lorraine Hotel and look up at the balcony where Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated, it was it was painful. On the last day, the leader of our trip, she said, we're gonna end this trip by going to the Slave Haven Museum. I said, what? All this and now we're gonna to go to the Slave Museum? I don't wanna do that. It's too painful. I did not wanna go. I had such an attitude, but I went anyway. And the person at the Slave Haven Museum, we get there, and she says, here's the plantation. I was like, yeah. Now we're going to go into the house. She said, I want to tell you the story of Jacob Burkle, who owned this plantation in this house. She said, he would go to the auction block where they were selling slaves, and he would purchase slaves and bring them back here. And I was like, oh, here it is. She said, and late at night, after he had purchased the slaves and brought them in the house, he'd wake them up in the middle of the night, take them down in the basement to a tunnel that he and his wife had dug out. And he would tell the slaves to crawl through. And they would crawl through and when they came up on the other side, they would meet Harriet Tubman and they would go to freedom. 
She said, Jacob Burkle pretended to be a slave owner. He was a German Christian man, and he prayed for slaves, and he and his wife cried out for them, and they would go and purchase them and pretend to be slave owners so they could set them free. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I came here. If I would have let my pain keep me from that experience, oh my goodness. I'm asking you, sisters and brothers, are you allowing pain to keep you from experiences that God wants you to have? Are you allowing pain to keep you from God clarifying your purpose, the mission for your life? Does God want to show you something about your single life, about raising kids, about where you are in school, about where you are in life, about where you are in your marriage, in your career, and you're allowing pain to keep you from it? No, not, no more, no more, no more, no more, neither height nor depth. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, not even pain. Let's pray together. If you're here today and you know you need to release your pain to God. Would you just raise your hand? Amen, amen, amen. I'm gonna make a little bolder call right now, but nothing beyond this. If you know that you need to make a declaration that you will not allow pain to keep you from God's purpose, to keep you from healing, to keep you from what you truly need to live the life God has called you to, would you just stand where you are? Just stand, just stand. Because I want you to see that you're not alone. Amen. Thank you for staying. Amen. Because I want you to know you have not been alone these last 12 months. You have not been alone. How, however long the pain has been, you are not by yourself. Amen. 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 Satan, you, no. We cast you out in Jesus' name. You will not hold pain over us. Use it to guilt us and shame us, to keep us from our purpose. God, in the name of Jesus, we surrender our pain to you. And we pray that you would return this surrender with healing and love and grace and compassion, and transformation, a sense of new life. If there's someone here that has never given their life to you, I pray that in the midst of pain, they would say, today is my day. I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I repent of my sins. I accept you, Jesus. I believe that you died on the cross and you rose out of the grave for me. And God, I trust you. I can't do life on my own anymore. I give it to you. Maybe there's somebody here saying, I'm already Christian, but I'm giving this pain. I tried to deal with this situation in my own power. I need you, God. I release it to you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We love you. God loves you more. Thank you so much for allowing me to come back here to Northside this weekend. God bless. You are dismissed. <laughs>